You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Hugh Jackson Day. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Not understanding where I'm coming from there? Well, it's January 31st, as in 131, as in the Cleveland Browns are 1 in 31 during Hugh Jackson's two seasons. How about that? His two seasons with the Cleveland Browns. Happy Hugh Jackson Day to all you Browns fans that listen to this podcast. A lot to get to between now and the end of this podcast. A lot to discuss, and I can't wait to dive in. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. Subscribe, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app. And on Locked on Bengals right now, LockedOnBengals.com, that is. Check out my man Steve Herman. Wrote about the good times, the best times of Marvin Lewis's long 15-plus year tenure with your Cincinnati Bengals. But I wanted to start today with reaction because now, uh uh-oh, we're starting to see the league. See, the first domino fell. This is going to be a very QB, uh, mobile QB market. Not quarterbacks that can run. But the quarterbacks are going to be moving around like crazy, like wildfire. Kirk Cousins is going to have a new home next year. Uh... Alex Smith already has a new home, traded from Kansas City to Washington for a third-round pick and Kendall Fuller, who got a 90 pro football focus rating and was a very good nickel corner, according to pretty much everyone that studied Fuller last season for the Redskins. So the Redskins give up a lot, and a lot of people are reacting to that. Here's my quick two cents on that. I think it's pretty simple. Kirk Cousins wasn't coming back. They got slightly desperate, didn't want to go into the draft needing a quarterback, didn't want to worry about free agency, secured a commodity in Alex Smith that they believe in. That's simple. Now, people might say, oh, they gave up too much. Sure, you could say that. But they knew Kirk was leaving. And the problem was is they didn't extend Kirk a couple years ago. That's when they should have done it. So now Kirk is going to go off and try Cleveland and test this water in Denver, et cetera, et cetera. And... It, it makes it more interesting for A.J. McCarron because it sounded like, it felt like, the Browns prioritized, and according to reports, they did. They just couldn't get a deal done with Alex Smith. And Alex Smith, now that he's in Washington, it opens it up. Who's Cleveland going to get? Could it be A.J. McCarron? And now the future of A.J. McCarron, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how A.J. McCarron and... His hearing, which the the arbiter is going to rule on February 15th, is scheduled to at least, on his future. Will A.J. McCarron be a free agent? Will he be a restricted free agent? Who knows? Here's what I do know. I don't think the people of Cleveland, outside of maybe Hugh Jackson, are that excited about the possibility of A.J. McCarron coming there. I don't get the vibe, the sense... And I, I've read different articles, and I, I've tried to monitor fan reaction on, on Twitter on what they want. And to me, A.J. McCarron, brace yourself for this. <laughs> Just brace yourself, because now I get it. The trade scenarios are going on. Well, maybe they can get a second. Maybe they can get a third. Maybe they can get a second and a third. They can put a first-round tender on him, which means that a team would have to give up a first-round pick if he's restricted. There's all of these options, and you know what's funny about that? is I think the most likely option 
is that A.J. McCarron's probably back in Cincinnati next year. And no, it's not where he wants to be. Hell, he told me he would have loved to go to Cleveland at the trade deadline, that he would have welcomed it with open arms and, and tried to do everything he could to turn things around there. He told me that off the record, and I just told you on the record because I think he said that on multiple podcasts and radio interviews in Alabama. So I, I feel fine, comfortable sharing that with you. To me, I look at A.J. McCarron, and I wonder if Bengals fans in general just overvalue him. Like, if A.J. McCarron was a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, or the, insert whatever team you want, the, um, who has a quarterback, the Seattle Seahawks, and Russell Wilson got injured in 2015, and he played all right for four games when Russell Wilson was down, and then played okay in the playoff game, but the Seahawks gave it away at the end. No reason for to blame AJ for that. And since then, he didn't throw a pass in 2016. Threw a couple passes in a couple games this past season. Would you be buying into, oh, AJ McCarron is much better than Andy Dalton? Or AJ McCarron could be the replacement? Or AJ McCarron is the guy that you should bring in to succeed Andy? Like, look at it from a, a 1,000 feet view. Because A.J., to me, you look at his completion percentage. And in, in the most we've seen, and I would have played him at the end of last year, but the most we've seen, completed 66% of his passes, high number, but it was a very dumbed-down playbook. Everyone, even McCarron lovers, would say that at the end of 2015. 854 yards, six touchdowns, two picks. Great quarterback rating, 97. But ultimately, if he wasn't a member of the Bengals, and you didn't see him in those four games, and he was in Seattle, and you saw those stats, what would you do? You'd be like, eh, not worth it. That's what the rest of the NFL is going to do with A.J. McCarron. And I get it. I think A.J. McCarron's probably better than Blake Bortles. I think McCarron, there are some attributes that I wish Andy had that McCarron does have. Would I have liked to loved to have gotten a, a, another look at him this past year? Of course I would have. Am I crapping on McCarron? No, I don't think so. Not at all. But I don't think Cleveland, like if you're Cleveland, and I get Hugh Jackson wants to secure a veteran, but let's say you're a Browns fan and you look at the list of those quarterbacks and you plan on drafting one with the first pick or the fourth pick, what's the sense in bringing in McCarron? Maybe to take the lumps? To help groom a guy that what, hasn't played? McCarron's played in, like, six games. <laughs> it's not like he's got that veteran experience. Yeah, he played in a, a meaningful playoff game. Very meaningful. And had pretty decent showing. Started in Denver as well. But McCarron, to me, I don't think the league views him the way the Bengals view him, the way fans view him. And that means that they're going to place a first-round tender on him, assuming... And I, I assume this because I, it's just history says it. The league is probably going to rule in the Bengals' favor, and he's going to become a restricted free agent, in which case I've heard the Bengals would put a first-round tender on him. Second-round tender, I think a team might give up a second-round pick for him. I think the, the Browns, as many second-round picks as they have, that's fair. But a first-round tender, I don't think anyone does that. So if, if no one does that, no first-round tender, and uh, – the Bengals negotiate with him. Let's say they keep him around for $5 million next year. 
I just think that's it. I think that's the most likely scenario. And then he backs up Andy Dalton and leaves in 2019. And then they'll get a compensatory pick in return for A.J. McCarron. That's how it feels to me. If I had to guess today, is A.J. McCarron here or not next season? I would say he is. Mike Brown values A.J. McCarron. He was willing to trade him for a second and a third, sure. I don't know if that's going to come again, especially when they place that first-round tender on him. And you might say, well, just put the second round on him and take a second-round pick for him. I would. I totally would do that. I'm not sure the Bengals would. And you know what they'll point to? They'll point to the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz going down and Nick Foles coming in and everything's still working and keeping the team afloat. And they'll say it's worth it to keep A.J. McCarron around another season for that reason. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, including Stitcher. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com. Every podcast posted there, stories, the best moments of the Marvin Lewis era, my mock draft 1.0, and much more. Check it out, LockedOnBengals.com. And the other interesting part of this with the Alex Smith end is, you know, Mike Brown rolled into his office today and he goes into his office every day. He loves football. There's no denying that. He, he drives himself in 82 years old, doesn't Uber, doesn't have a limo, drives himself to Paul Brown Stadium. You know, he's up there in his office with the view overlooking the city and thinking to himself, I'm smarter than all those Dalton haters. I'm smarter than all of the Andy Dalton haters, uh, that, that idiot that hosts the Locked On Bengals podcast, because we know he listens. That guy who calls Andy Blandy is a clown. You know why? <laughs> Alex Smith just got four years, $94 million at age 33. Kirk Cousins is going to get $120-plus million from the Jets or from the Broncos or from our buddies up north in the Cleveland Browns. Both of those guys are going to get paid. One already has. The freaking Redskins gave up a third-round pick in a very promising corner, plus all that money. Meanwhile, I have the same QB as Alex Smith, the same quarterback as Kirk Cousins, who's younger than Smith, who's more proven and has more playoff experience than Cousins, and his cap hit 16 and $17 million over the next three years. Over the next three years, the worst cap hit he brings is $17.7 million. Man, I'm so much smarter than all of those clowns. That's exactly how Mike Brown is thinking. You guys think I'm so dumb. I'm some dummy. Look at all these idiots across the NFL and what they're paying for these average quarterbacks that aren't special. The best thing about Alex Smith is that he can run straight. That's the best quality. Second, that he doesn't turn the ball over. Kirk Cousins, what's his best quality? He can't throw it downfield. He's serviceable. He's a decent leader, and he likes that. Mike Brown, looking at Andy, says he does everything they can do. Maybe he's not as fast, but he can take care of the ball, be the game manager, be a really good quarterback when we put pieces around him. Oh, and by the way, I'm getting him six years, $96 million. <laughs> Alex Smith, four years, $94 million. Kirk Cousins, he's going to make five, five years, 120. He's going to make $30 million per year. That's what Mike Brown's thinking today. So, and I put this poll up. You can check it out. I'll put it on uh, the website, LockedOnBengals.com. If Alex Smith is worth a new deal 
a third round pick and a premier up and coming corner on a cheap deal. What in the world would Andy Dalton be worth? And while I look at it that way and view it as I want to get better, I want to improve, I want to try to find someone better than Andy Dalton, the Bengals will say, look at the market, look at these stupid teams that are paying this much or X amount, and not necessarily stupid, because it isn't stupid, but look at these teams that are overpaying for Alex Smith, overpaying for Kirk Cousins. Like if Denver does, like let's say Denver pays Kirk Cousins $25 million, I think that's a smart move. Really good wide receivers, really good defense. They can draft a Barkley at five, maybe, and have a stud team around Kirk Cousins. And then they're Super Bowl contenders next season. So let me let me scale back the stupid part there. But Mike Brown views it as let's hang on to what we got because it's a bargain. I view it as you have a bargain. Totally fine with that. Keep Andy around. Please entertain the idea of upgrading from Andy Dalton with the 12th pick or with the 45th pick or trading up in the second round and getting Lamar Jackson. That's what I view it as. Or considering Lamar Jackson, I'm starting to like, don't tell anyone this. And there's still a ways to go. A lot of, a lot of stuff I need to watch, a lot of people I need to talk to. I think I might like Lamar Jackson more than any quarterback in this draft except Josh Rosen. That includes Baker, who I know a lot of you guys like Baker. Shh, shh, shh. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone that. Seriously, don't tell anyone that. I don't know for sure yet. But I'm comfortable in saying, as of now, it's leaning that way. It's the last day of January. Maybe the whole Hugh Jackson day has gone to my head. But yeah, I, I just think that the Bengals won't entertain the idea. I like the Chiefs' blueprint. You have average quarterback that can get you to a certain point that is on a, a friendly deal, who's in his 30s, who's been proven, who's played seven, eight years of quality football, they trade up and get their guy, Pat Mahomes. Bengals might not even need to trade up to get their guy. They might be able to draft their quarterback in round one or two, depending on how things shake out. To me, that's what I would do. There will be a guy at 12. I'm confident in saying that. Maybe I'm maybe not. And if not, then maybe my mock draft will come come true that's unlocked on Bengals.com. Because if the the top, like let's say four quarterbacks go in the top 10, the Bengals are going to get a damn good player at 12. If two go in the top 10, then one could be available. And I, I the the two that I could see being available, Lamar Jackson. Baker Mayfield. I think those two, I, I really, I think people overthink it with their height, their weight, their, how their playing style, et cetera, et cetera. I think Darnold and Rosen ultimately still go one and two. And then who knows with Josh Allen. But to me, I just want the Bengals to consider trying to upgrade. And Mike Brown, th this is going to confirm, Mike Brown's going to say, why the hell would I try to do that when I get a bargain in Andy? I know what Andy is. He's cheaper than Alex Smith, cheaper than Kirk Cousins, comparable players, probably going to be about the same amount of money that Case Keenum gets. I could see that being the, the scenario. Why wouldn't I keep my guy Andy Dalton? And there's, I'm fine with keeping him. I'm also fine with looking elsewhere in free agency. I'm James Rapine. This is the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on, and that's why I want you to check out mybookie.ag. It's the place to be this 
weekend for all the Super Bowl prop bets. Use promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N, and you're going to get up to a 50% bonus for this weekend for college hoops, for NBA, whatever you want. My bookie is the place to be. I bet on a college basketball matchup yesterday and an NBA game yesterday. Ended up on top with mybookie.ag. Took Xavier, who were five-point favorites against St. John's. They won by five, but I teased it along with the Knicks. And the Knicks won by a hell of a lot, so that was easy. And and I teased it, and it, it gave me five points. So it became a pick against St. John's. So I took Xavier, and I took the Knicks, and boom. Xavier wins. The Knicks win. I win. You can win, too. MyBookie.ag, promo code locked on. Check it out. All right, it's the final segment of today's podcast. I'm James Erpine. Great to have you in. And I, I love the idea. Love the idea of contending while building for the future. And it's tough to do. But the Chiefs did it. The Chiefs found the way to do it. The Patriots did it as well. And here's the, the way you do it if you're the Bengals. You treat the draft like baseball treats the draft. Prospects. Guys that you're not going to have to depend on right now. And the way they can put themselves in position, because I, I get it, you're saying to yourself, 7-9, and nine, how the hell are the Bengals going to put themselves in position to do that? Well, they have to spend money in free agency. And they have to go out and get competent players in free agency now. That's what the Patriots have done. That's what the Chiefs have done. That's what the Broncos have done. That's what a lot of these teams have done. And then that means you're not relying on young players nearly as much. I got called crazy on 700 WLW the other night because I said that the Patriots don't look to build their team in the draft anymore. With the the new CBA, with the short practice times, what the Patriots have done, and they've evolved. They've given up a lot of their draft picks for NFL-caliber players now so they can build around Brady now and go after it now because Belichick and Brady, and, and they want to keep contending now. They don't want to wait around. And I discussed that on the radio on 700 WLW, and I got a direct message, and I'm going to read it for you. It's from uh, a man named uh, Everett. He's at Henry 66 and he direct messaged me because I leave my DMs open. And my DMs are open, and anytime someone wants to slide in and leave me a message, they certainly can do that. And he says, Everett says, James, you so full of shit. Patriots do fill in some free agents, but their team is full of draft picks. And sure, most of their team is full of draft picks from other teams. Last year, the Patriots traded their first and third round picks for Brandon Cooks. They traded their second round pick for Coney Ely. They traded their fifth round pick for Barcavius Mingo, a sixth rounder for Kyle Van Noy, and a seventh round pick for Michael Williams. It doesn't mention the, the fact that they traded for multiple other players. They went out and signed Rex Burkhead in free agency. Chris Hogan a couple years ago. They went out and got the corner from Buffalo as well. Stephon, uh, or Stephen Gilmore. Like That's what they do. That's what they do now. Like, they've changed the mold. And the Bengals have to do that now. Like, that's what I would do. Because who would you rather have last year? John Ross or Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson. I love John Ross. But you'd rather have Deshaun Jackson. Why? Because he's proven. You know he's going to go out there and do the damn thing. He's going to go out there and get his. It's that simple. I mean, it's, it's that simple. And to me... 
Another example, Kenny Stills, deep threat for Miami, very productive. Not huge numbers, but very productive in his role. Or John Ross, Kenny Stills. Because they're proven, because they can hit the ground running, because they they know the NFL game, there's not much of an adjustment period, etc. That's where the Bengals need to get to. And that's why they probably would say, oh, we can't entertain the idea of drafting a quarterback in round one. We have so many holes to fill. We have so many needs. We were 7-9 and nine last year. Sure, you were. So spend the money to improve and use the draft to improve as well. And then it might give you the flexibility to where you feel comfortable to say, you know what? Baker Mayfield has blown us away. He's there at 12. I know some teams want to trade up and get him. There's a reason they want to do that. I think he's special. Worst case, he's our backup for a couple years. Best case, we can move on from Andy Dalton after a year and give Baker the keys. That's how you look at it. And instead, the Bengals won't do that. And it all stems from free agency. They got to get their team better. So to me, it starts in free agency. Adapting that and going from there, I think that's the key to this offseason. And I'm just not sure. Not sure, not sure the Bengals are going to get that. Like even Raquan Smith, spoiler alert, that's who I have going to the Bengals in Mock Draft 1.0 at LockedOnBengals.com. Might be an adjustment period for him. What's the harm in signing a guy like Tahir Whitehead, who's familiar with Terrell Austin, coming from Detroit? Linebacker. Very productive in his prime. Those are the players you need. You want to you wanna contend next year? That's great. I want him to contend too. It's better for my job, by the way. I want him to contend. I want him to look to the future. I want him to consider a franchise quarterback in the draft. I want him to do it all. And it all stems back to free agency. I'm James Erpine. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com. A ton there. Bookmark it. Subscribe it. It's going to be a huge month of February for Locked On Bengals and LockedOnBengals.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you check out mybookie.ag, promo code LOCKEDON. And as always, if you're new, by the way, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for listening. And if you listen every day, thank you as well. Subscribe. Until tomorrow, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast.